Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the Misericordia University Alumni Podcast. I am your host, Class of 2017 alumnus, Mike Gambita. Today on the show, we are featuring a postcard profile. This 2008, 2012, and 2015 alumna spun her way to a fortune just recently and is now here to tell about her journey. Ladies and gentlemen, and alumni of Misericordia, please welcome Kristen Andrews to the show. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is such a pleasure to have all of our alumni back and especially on this podcast. But uh, as I said before, you know, you recently just obtained quite the quote fortune as far <laughs> as uh, your recent spotlight. So um, why don't you tell the alumni of Misericordia and the audience and the listeners of, uh, you know, what exactly happened to you just recently? All right. So uh, I still can't believe I'm saying this. Like, I still can't believe this is real, but I was just a contestant on the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> that that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, that's that that's something to check off the bucket list as far as uh, you know things to do during your lifetime. Definitely, um, definitely a, a bucket list item. I'm a game show fanatic. My family, we're just game show people. Um, but I had to kind of quick, it, it all happened so quickly, I had to sort of add it to my bucket list really quickly so I could check it off. I just feel like it's been such a, a whirlwind um, opportunity for me. Absolutely. And and I guess kind of let, let's just talk about the experience. You know, let's let's talk about the show first. You know, what what exactly happened? Uh, I, you know, as, as far as seeing it myself, it was quite the roller coaster of a game, but but kind of just go into detail as far as what happened. Well, uh, first, I had to get on the show and uh, that all started with a wheelmobile event at Mount Airy Casino in the Pocono region. Uh, you know, it was in September and it was just this beautiful day. And my husband and I decided to uh, take a ride up. We knew that the wheelmobile would be in the area because, you know, we watched the show and they advertised that. Uh, but, you know, when you get a really nice day in September, you got to take advantage of it. Absolutely. Uh, my, it might be your last one <laughs> for a while. And so we took a ride up that day and, um, you know, there were just hundreds of people there and, and you fill out this little application and they put it in one of those like big drum things that they spin around and just, you know, pick at random um, some of these little blue pieces of paper. And so I was chosen at random uh, to go on stage where I solved the puzzle for that round. And um, I really thought like, oh my goodness, like I have this story that I just get to tell now that, you know, I once got on the stage at a wheel, wheel watchers event. And, you know, I sort of thought it all ended there. But um, after that, I got a invitation to a, a private second audition in Philadelphia. And again, I, you know, I really thought after that audition, like, okay, like, this is, you know, my cool story to tell. I once auditioned for the Wheel of Fortune. Uh, I was so surprised about uh, two and a half weeks after that, I got a letter in the mail saying that I'd been selected. And uh, here I am. <laughs> so, and it not even, I mean, I guess for the, the listeners, everybody expects just people to just be pick random, but you had the journey as far as getting on the show. I mean, you literally beat all the odds with a random, you know, drum that was picked names out of the hat. And then it went forward to, you know, actually you being on the show. So you basically beat all the odds before you could even solve a first puzzle. Oh, absolutely. And it just kind of made it that 
that day that I was actually um, in Los Angeles and taping my episode, it just really made it seem like anything is possible. Because if you uh, if you've gotten through, they get over a million um, people audition every year. Like if you've gotten through that and you somehow have, you know, made it through the second auditions and you know, you just kind of have this feeling like, well, anything is possible because if I got here, then, you know, I could, I could do anything. It was a really, a really awesome feeling, a really uplifting feeling. That's pretty cool. As far as, you know, it, the emotion that, that you went through as far as, you know, exactly just almost, like I said, beating the odds, there's, there, there's nothing else better to put it that way. But, um, I guess kind of going into the show itself. I mean, like I was saying, it was kind of a, a roller coaster of a game. What, what did you end up winning as far as, uh, your appearance on the show? So I walked away with just under $22,000 in cash and prizes. And, uh, my prize was a a trip to Ireland, a trip of a lifetime to Ireland. Um, the itinerary is pretty amazing. And uh, to put like a misericordia full circle on that, I mean, that's where the Sisters of Mercy originated. That's where uh, the foundress, uh, Catherine McCauley, was from Ireland. So, um, you know, I really think that there's definitely uh, God is is at work here in, in our journey uh, here on earth. And, uh, definitely um, just surreal that that all of my life and and loving game shows and and my time at misericordia and i'm here and i'm kind of just saying all of these things like I, I just imagine that you know i'm on some kind of like hidden camera show at any moment <laughs> someone's gonna jump out and be like all of this is fake <laughs> you know it, it is a hundred percent real and and i and i think as far as you know those experiences I, I can totally relate to the pinch me i must be dreaming type of you know attitude that that you're currently going through and i'm sure your you know your husband and, and your whole entire family are very proud of you uh i, I guess to kind of to go into a little bit detail what well, I, I believe what, what was the most difficult part of the whole process itself i mean you know you had to go through uh you know just as being a big time wheel of fortune fan you know what was probably the the hardest uh you know i'd say obstacle that you had to face or um you know just just process you had to go through i mean just being more nervous and the most terrified I've ever been in my life, <laughs> I think, um, I think would probably have to be the hard part. I mean, everything else was great. It, you know, the ups and downs of, of the audition process and like wondering, you know, what did I do well enough or what did I get on that? Like written tests that they gave you, like mm -hmm. all of those sorts of things really paled in comparison to actually how it felt when I was standing, you know, at the wheel and the cameras were rolling. I've just, I have nothing else in my life that I can even compare that feeling <laughs> to, um, you know, forget like my wedding day or job interviews or all the other things in this world that I used to think were scary, like just nothing compared to um, that actual uh, pressure that you're Absolutely. under that day. I can feel it now, like even just talking about it, you know, I could kind of feel that that pressure again. And um, and I knew it was going to be like that. And I, I just kept telling myself like to try to enjoy it, try to be in the moment. And uh, it's been really nice. A lot of people have told me like, oh, you were great. Like you were so happy, you were bubbly, you were, you look like you were a natural or so. I'm like, I apparently am the world's best actress because I felt <laughs> like, I mean, I, 
I kept saying to myself, like, this is it. This is real. Like you're here. Um, and I had, I just, Mike, I had a blast. I really did. I had so much fun. Um, and I'm glad that that's what translated, um, on, on camera because I was really having that much fun, but at the same time, just so terrified. <laughs> I, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, you're, you're having that, uh, you know, 10 out of 10 would recommend being a wheel of fortune, but if you're not too much used to being in front of the camera, you'll, you know, but it's great that you, you transitioned your emotion and feelings into that positive energy that we all saw when we watched you that night. And, uh, I, I think it was funny because I saw a Facebook post that it was like, Oh, like it was taped, like no spoilers. Like it was great. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it just, you know, I, it is amazing to hear the experience that you went through as far as, uh, wheel of fortune. And, and you kind of touched up upon a, you know, the trip to Ireland, of course, our, our sisters and horsey were, you know, Know, based out of Ireland and it was brought here to Dallas, Pennsylvania. But, um, you know, it, as far as just anything, you know, how has Misericordia helped you get to where you are today as far as just you being, you know, this person that, you know, got their spotlight, but, you know, it may have continued on the, the journey of, of that Misericordia proud tradition? Well, I love Misericordia. I mean, I've I've gotten three degrees from Misericordia, so I certainly um, the proof is is there. And I I used to work full time at Misericordia as well, okay. and um, helping other students kind of like on their journey. I was an advisor. Um, I worked with transfer admissions, so um, I've just gotten to be um, part of Misericordia on so many levels. And um, then a few years ago, I actually became a Mercy associate with the Sisters of Mercy uh, Mid-Atlantic community. And I know that that is something that other you know, alumni have done after graduation or um, you know, in their last year of their studies. And a lot of uh, Misericordia employees and faculty staff, um, you know, even Dr. Boatsman, the president of the university, is a Mercy associate. And so it's just this group of us that have, you know, really connected with the charisms and connected with the Sisters of Mercy and their work and their critical concerns. Um, and, you know, that started for me, um, you know, back when I was a student, you know, participating in um, things through campus ministry. And then I was a chaperone for some of the spring break service trips uh, that campus ministry does. And, you know, so sort of, you know, all levels of, you know, the charisms, it's not just knowing what they are, it's, it's then understanding them and then living them and then, you know, producing them out in, in the real world. And, you know, Misericordia is just, it's been so much to me. I, my husband is also a Misericordia grad. Uh, we used to live in Hawaii and people think it's mm. crazy that uh, we love Misericordia or love Northeastern Pennsylvania or, uh, but we really do. Uh, it's that family. Um, Misericordia is just a great place. Like when people ask me about it, those are my exact words. I just go, it's a great it's a place. Great place. It's just a great place. Like there's that, like that just says it all. Um, I'm so glad. And, and I'm so glad that, you know, my husband, he actually works there uh, full time. And um, 
you know, through the Mercy Associates and, and through the other students and the other employees that I worked with, I'm, I just feel like I'm always connected to Misericordia. I still use the library. <laughs> um, <laughs> more, more than so, probably a lot of undergraduate students are using it right now. So that's yeah, maybe, <laughs> um, but you know, it's nice. I know that like some alumni, they graduate and, you know, maybe they move away or they only get to come back, um, on alumni weekend or homecoming, or they only get to kind of virtually connect, whether they're, you know, on following on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, listening to alumni podcast or something. Um, you know, I, I don't take it for granted that I get that, you know, actual like physical connection with Ms. Ricordi. I get the occasion to be down there on campus and uh, I get to have that community uh, that I just feel like I'm part of um, whenever I'm there. So I'm definitely fortunate that I I didn't have to like ever really say goodbye to Ms. because I mm -hmm. just I get to I get to be part of it all the time. And sometimes they kind of trap you here if you know you decide to to work here. They kind of just keep you there. For oh, a it's a bit, black hole. <laughs> it's a black hole. You're never. <laughs> uh, but I'm so about that. Like I'm so about Misericordia, and I totally, you know, drank the Kool Aid. Like I'm I'm all about mercy, service, justice, hospitality. hospitality. Like I'm I'm a cougar through and through. Like the, it's just it's my place. Absolutely. And then, you know, now that we got a recording of it, I couldn't have said it any better than myself as far as, you know, what it means to be a Misericordia alumni. And it's uh, amazing to to see how much Misericordia has impacted you within your life and your journey. And, you know, like I said, whether it's on Real of Fortune or just visiting the library, it certainly has has touched you as far as, you know, being an alumni. But I think you kind of touched up a little bit, um, you know, of course, staying in touch with any alumni or friends since graduating has, you know, you've been to any homecoming games with, you know, having a tailgate or anything like that? Um, anybody you've been in touch with lately? Oh, yes. So um, since the since you brought up football, um, you know, since the very <laughs> since the very beginning, I mean, I actually watched the first touchdown scored at Misericordia happened. So I definitely feel like I've I've been there and um, gotten to watch that program go. I'm a big football fan. I'm a big sports fan. Um, Misericordia athletics are outstanding. Um, that's always been, you know, one of the fun and great ways to stay connected uh, with campus is we now get to, you know, and we're watching the football games on television, um, you know, through, uh, through our fire stick. And it just, it's transformed, you know, Misericordia sports uh, technology has, has really just allowed us to not just like get to see the final score of the game, but actually get to see a lot of the games and see the incredible athletics that, you know, Misericordia has. Um, I also have the pleasure of just being in a world where I'm friends with and I'm connected to a lot of other um, alums like myself. Uh, I'm a teacher. I work at Commonwealth Charter Academy. Okay. And uh, two doors down from me is Mr. Carabin, Matt Carabin. He and um, his wife are graduates of Misericordia. So I find myself all the time kind of talking about Misericordia. Obviously, we both are in education. So we had a lot of the same education um, professors and he's a math teacher and um, 
I'm, I teach business and computers. So uh, a lot of times we're talking about something related to technology or uh, math or things like that. So, um, you know, misericordia just comes up all the time. I, I must, I must talk, we must end up talking about Ms. like two or three times a week at minimum. <laughs> it's that it's that misericordia, uh, you know, mystique, as, as, as I've been quoted on a very few times, it is that, you know, energy and, and just presence that, you know, no matter where you go, no matter where you are, there's always somebody that points out that misericordia university from Dallas, Pennsylvania. And, you know, it, it almost feels as though the world kind of stops and you're like, wait, you really know where Dallas, Pennsylvania is? Everybody always confuses it with Dallas, Texas. <laughs> so it, uh, you know, it really brings that, you know, mystique to anywhere you go. And it, and it, and it is so, um, you know, I'm so happy as probably as our team is very happy to hear that you are still connected, even though you may be at a different place. There's still misericordia somewhere, somehow, uh, even if it's just two doors down as far as, you know, the people that you stay in touch with. Yeah, definitely. And actually, the the poor teacher in the middle, Mr. Courtright, he did not go to misericordia, oh, but man. he has actually like said, he has said like, man, like you guys make misericordia sound like the best. And, and we're just like, it is the best. Like, it, <laughs> you know, he's like, I, I have to get down there or learn more about it. And I'm like, well, that's kind of part of it. Like, it's it's a little bit contagious. Like everybody who knows who's on the inside is, is kind of like, you know, a little magnet to, to draw others in as well. So, um, Absolutely. You know, it's just, it's so nice to, to be able to be proud of something that you're part of. And we even talk about like the changes a lot. Like I'll say, Oh, I was just down at campus for, you know, the, uh, service awards night and um, there's a new parking lot or <laughs> did you see it's so funny like I'm like there no there's this whole new building it's like the trocare building and it's by science hall and um, you know it, it looks so different and just um, and it, it hasn't been that long since I first graduated from there but I always loved about misericordia that they were constantly um, upgrading, not changing, like misericordia has like this core about it, that mm -hmm. it's always this, the, these core values and this core community. Um, but yet it sort of grows and evolves to respond to, you know, the needs of our students and the needs of our programs. And, you know, I've just, you know, I haven't been around for that long, but the time I've been around for, I've gotten to see, uh, misericordia just sort of, um, you know, explode in terms of academics and facilities and offerings. And so uh, it's nice that it's not just like, oh, let's talk about the good old days. It's like, let's talk about like what's actually happening right now, because it's unbelievable. Like you turn around for one second and, you know, misericordia is doing something new and great. Almost like the, uh, you know, you, you spoke about the the now, it's almost the now for tomorrow as far as, uh, you know, what future plans we have, of course, with the upgrading, but we still hold those core values that you you have spoken so uh, nicely upon. Uh, Kristen, any any final thoughts as far as uh, anything with your, your journey or, um, you know, just misericordia in general? Well, I guess anybody who's listening who maybe just has that, that thing in the back of their mind, like, oh, wouldn't it be great if I could do this one day? Like, 
I always thought, you know, I would love to be on a game show one day. Uh, but it's it's one of those things like you, you say it like, oh, yeah, I'd love to win the lottery, too. Like, of course you would. But, <laughs> um, you know, if that's something that is on your mind or if there's just this this one thing that you, you kind of keep pushing off because you don't think it's practical or you don't think it will happen for you. Like you just really never know what exciting opportunity is coming just around the corner. And uh, so whatever that is on your bucket list or your to-do list, um, move it to the to done list. Like, like just really pursue that and, and know that, you know, there are those exciting surprises in life that, um, hopefully you're the, you're the next recipient of one of those awesome moments. Absolutely. Uh, Kristen, thank, thank you so much again for being on our show and, and uh, congratulations on your winnings and, you know, thank you for supporting Ms. Recordia as you still do today. Of course. Thanks for having me again. Thank no, you. No problem. And this concludes our podcast. Be sure to share it on social media and let us know what you think.